0: Hello, welcome to The Smile Files. Today's story is called Sensevieria. Prologue. On a hillside facing the sea, a man tore at the ground and sent glowing flower petals flying. His embroidered cloak slipped off one shoulder, but he paid it no mind. The man crawled forward and ripped another pale blossom off its stem. He shook it in his gnarled hand, but it simply flew apart and blew away. "'Why isn't it working?' he growled, slamming a fist onto the grassy earth. "'They said it would. The flowers growing on Serpent's Hill will grant you your wish.' He looked up at the still body of the beast lying at the top of the hill. He had slain the ugly creature himself, so why wasn't the magic doing anything? His chest rose and fell in ragged heaves. He would do whatever it took, he decided. He may have lost the war, and his powerful army but that woman playing queen would get what was coming to her. The man opened his hand and squinted at the crumpled thing as if the secret to its activation was written on the petals. They fluttered and, in a gust of wind, blew onto his face. He sputtered, feeling one getting into his mouth, and then he was somewhere deep, deep, underwater, like at the bottom of the ocean. His mouth burned. What is your wish? The current whispered. The words washed through him like a rippling wave of energy. His heart quickened. This was it. This was it! boundless magic at his hands. He could feel it all around him. It was like he was floating in the center of a lightning storm. He could destroy that foolish queen whose kingdom he failed to take. She thought she won, didn't she? Well, not so fast. Take the life of of the Queen of the neighboring kingdom," he said. And do it slowly. A roar filled his ears and, with his skin prickling, he blacked out. Chapter 1. Sash was there the day the Queen collapsed. At first, It was just a normal ball. The fiddlers in the background were playing a merry tune that he couldn't help but sway along to. People in bright gowns and dashing suits were everywhere, but one stood out among the rest, the Queen. Radiating a dignified beauty, she was in the act of taking the hand of Prince Lark. He remembered noticing how the queen was suddenly pale, paler than what should be healthy. He had made his way through the swirling dancers and murmurs, clinking glass, and footsteps on tile faded away to a roar. The queen said something to Lark. He couldn't hear what. Then, like a deer folding itself down on slender legs, she fell. Lark, with his hands still outstretched to his mother, had a look of shocked horror on his face. Sash moved faster, but it was already too late. The people around them just began to notice. Panic rose up and spread through the crowd like wildfire. The queen is dead! Help! Intruders! Sash fought his way to the queen's side, feeling like he couldn't breathe. No, not her. We need her. Lark had her in his arms. Her pulse was sluggish, but steady. Lark said something, but it was lost in the chaos. He spoke louder. How is she, Sash? Is she alright? She's alive, he replied tersely already straightening up and scanning for the threat. It wasn't like the queen to faint without reason. This was the work of a malevolent force. Later, after hours of shouting and herding the guests out, they managed to bring the old fairy healer in. Their kingdom had cut ties with the fairy people long ago, but this one owed them a favor after being saved from a weir-bear by the castle guards. The fairy bent over the queen's unconscious body, which looked small in the bed. He muttered under his breath and waved his hand in circular motions. The only other people allowed in the room were Lark and the other inner circle guards. Sash glanced up to see that more than one person had tears streaming down their face. Their queen had led them through war and peace, famine and harvest. The kingdom would be devastated if they were to lose her. The fairy rocked back on his taloned feet with a grim expression. There is no doubt it is caused by a dark spell. cast by whom? I do not know. Your queen is already past the prime of life for a human. She will not last long in this state. Lark made a choking sound. He didn't take his eyes off the fairy, but he gave his friend a squeeze on the shoulder. ''Is there anything we can do to counter the spell?'' he asked. The short creature squinted at him through kaleidoscope eyes. Sash had a momentary bout of dizziness. He aimed his gaze at the shimmering wings instead, and it went away. ''Very well,'' he sniffed. ''I shall tell you what I know.'' and then you will consider the debt repaid. This spell is very powerful, and few cures that I know of can hope to release it. There is one thing. A flower grows on the oceanward side of Serpent's Hill. The properties of this flower are veiled in mystery, even to the fairies. But it is, it is rumored to have great power that can even heal people on the brink of death. Then we must leave at once. We cannot afford to waste even a moment. Lark's voice was strained, but still strong as steel. It was the voice of a leader. Sash nodded. Already the queen's breathing was weaker than when she first fell ill. The spell was working rapidly, and he saw his own fear reflected like flickering lantern light in the soldiers across from him. "'I will go find this magical flower,' Lark announced. He swiped his sleeve over his eyes and stood. "'Sash is coming with me.' As you wish, your highness. Lark squeezed his mother's hand one last time before setting off. When they exited the castle gates, the guard at the door latched onto Sash's sleeve. Sash was respected among the ranks of the castle guards and was able to get close to them in a way Lark never could. The guard drew her hand back when he paused. Is it true? she whispered. Is the queen dying? She is not well, but don't worry. We will save her. He clasped her arm and repeated to himself, We will. Whatever it takes. And that's part one of Sensevieria which is the prologue to chapter 1. Thanks for listening!